0: to the August edition of the Spider-Man podcast, the one-year anniversary show. I'm your host and webmaster of the site, Brad Douglas. Now, this, spot, this podcast is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com. They're an online leader in comic book subscription. They've been serving comic book readers' needs for over 10 years, and they offer discounts from 38% up to 75% off cover price on new comics. Along with those amazing discounts, you'll also enjoy the best customer service to be found yet, so check them out. You'll be glad you made the switch to mailordercomics.com for all your comic book collecting needs. And let's introduce our panel of the one-year anniversary show. We've got the spider genius that he is. We've got Jr. from spideykickspot.com. Jr., welcome to the birthday edition of the show.
1: Oh, I feel like breaking out in uh, in happy birthday, you know, with a <laughs> pointy hat and the uh... And all the accoutrements, so... Uh... You know, they,
0: they sell that Spider-Man birthday stuff at the local Walmart, so we
1: should. Yeah. <laughs> well, we had that for and, my son's birthday about two or three years ago. He had a Spider-Man themed birthday, so...
0: And I just... I had my 32nd birthday, and it had that in it, too, so you're never too old. <laughs> all right, and we've also got uh, Mr. Texas himself, Spidey Dude from SpideyDude.com, who is relaunching his site fairly soon with like a Clone Saga theme, right?
2: Uh, yeah, uh, clone saga theme, it looks like we're yeah. going to have, uh, trying to get some other stuff on board, some, some collaborators on on board to help uh, kind of help enhance the viewing purposes. And uh, I won't say who yet because I don't want to say something and then it'd be Completely off base because I've done that before with FightU. and it's never and it's not materialized. Yeah. So I don't want to jinx it by saying when we get on, but it's going to be very exciting if we yeah. can get this, these certain people on. So uh, yeah. well, shooting for December uh, to give me enough okay. time to kind of get everything. Shoot for December. That's my awesome. birthday month, so you know I've got to celebrate the birthday <laughs> and the relaunch of Inspiring you dot com. Uh, you know, I could, I should have said, hey y'all, because, you know, you just did say Mr. (laughs) Texas, but I I avoid doing that. So, anyway. It's great, to, it's great to be back. And the interview interview with Greg was fantastic. So uh, I'm glad, to, and I'm yeah. also glad that we're one year later.
0: No doubt. We, who, who would have thought this show would have gone a year? But let's, let's introduce our last panelist. We've got a very happy man, because Morbius was just released in a comic book not too long ago. So, of course, we got Morbius from uh, webcomicsnation.com Internal Affairs. He's the writer of that webcomic. Morbius, good to have you back.
3: Thank you very much, and for everybody keeping track at home with their shot glasses, we're up to two Mentions to the Clone Saga so far, <laughs> so and make J- sure you knock J- one back. Yeah.
0: And Jr. has passed out twice already. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, it, All it, right. it gets harder when you get older, what can I tell you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> on that note, let's move on to uh, <laughs> uh, big Spider-Man news out of the uh, San Diego Comic-Con. We rele- They released the names and the artists of the th- Thrice, is that how you say it, three times, Thrice Monthly? Thrice. Thrice month Monthly Amazing Spider-Man Comic. Let me go over the names first, and then we'll uh, give uh, thoughts on the teams. We've got uh, writer Dan Slott. Yay. JR, you and I have been wanting him on the book for a while. And he's going to be teamed up with Steve McNiven. And then there's Mark Guggenheim and artist Salvador Laroca uh, as a team. Then Bob Gale from Back to the Future uh, is the writer in that. And Phil Jimenens. I hope I got that right. I believe I'm it's Jimenez. It's probably
2: Jimenez. <laughs> Where's
0: Black Cat when I need her? <laughs> I'm from Texas.
2: To hey. you able to say Spanish names, it's Jimenez. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> Go back to your laundry. Not just kidding. <laughs> I'm doing that as we speak. So. I know. Uh- and Morb's got the ramen noodles and chicken nuggets. Anyway, and also <laughs> finally, Zeb Wells and Chris Batchelow. Did I get that right?
3: Uh Bachalo Batchelow. Back of Leo, whatever you want to say.
0: Yeah, well, gang, what do you think of this uh, team up, Jr? You want to start off? What do you think of uh, these writers and artists named at the for the new amazing?
1: Well, I I would say that um, you know I I give it about a fifty percent thumbs up. Um, Definitely a thumbs up to both Slot and Wells. I think uh, with Slot, considering you know. That he wrote what I consider one of the best Spider-Man miniseries and Spider-Man Human Torch, and uh, he also did a really good Spider-Man story in an issue of his uh, his run on She-Hulk. So mm-hmm. I I think that's great that he's on it. Uh, Zeb Wells, um, I've I've liked some of Zeb's stuff. Um, I uh, I liked his um, like I've always said I liked his uh, take on Jonah Jameson. Uh, entangled web I thought he did a really good uh, I, I liked the Doc Ock year one that he did even right. though um, it kind of played a little fast and loose with continuity I think he uh, he nailed uh, the, the spoiled arrogant child aspect of Doc Ock's character and uh, so I um, I think that's uh, you know definitely thumbs up there uh, Bob Gale uh, I draw a complete blank on uh, I know he wrote Back to the Future but I also know he wrote 1941 as well so <laughs> And, yeah. uh, but he, apparently he's a comic geek from way back though. His Wikipedia entry says that he was, he created his own comic book there once. Mark Guggenheim mm-hmm. I draw a complete blank on. Um uh, art-wise, uh, I, I've, i what little I've seen of him in his stuff I like. Steve McNiven is like, I'm all, it's like, is this, is this thing gonna be on time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and then the other two I draw a blank on. I, I really would have liked to see Johnny Johnny Romita Junior back. I yeah. that w- that was one I was really hoping for and uh mm-hmm. I was hoping to see Lee Weeks giving a shot, but uh yeah. so really um you know, kinda didn't get those guys. So, you know, i i i a couple thumbs up and then a deep breath and see how it goes.
0: Right. More. what's your take on it on the uh the writing and the artist?
3: Well, um Out of four writers and four artists, I genuinely am looking forward to one person. Mm -hmm. Uh, That would be Salvador La Roca, uh, the artist. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've really loved his stuff for a long time. His X-Men run a little while ago uh, on just regular X-Men with Peter Milligan, which was not a very celebrated run, but I enjoyed it. He did some great art on that, and he just seems over the past couple of years like he's been reinventing and reinventing and reinventing. And the stuff he's doing on Uncanny X-Men right now is just spectacular. Man, I wish I hadn't said that in that word. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But the rest of them, we've got Dan Slott. I'll freely admit that I haven't read much Dan Slott, but what I have read was his Spider-Man and the free comic book day issue, which I believe I've mentioned before, was one of those things you just want to take to the toilet with you. (laughs) <laughs> and not because you want to read it there. Wow. Oh, jeez, um, Man. <laughs> man. So I'm, a, I'm a little about that. Um, I think
0: we're getting too predictable, me and you, more because we disagree <laughs> on every show. Yeah. <laughs>
3: um, but, you know, it, there's a lot of Slot out there that I haven't read. It's just that's the Spider-Man that he's done that I've read, and, man, I hated yeah. it. But I'll give him a chance. Um, yeah. Then we've got Bob Gale, totally untested mm-hmm. property for me, because, let's face it, Back to the Future was a long freaking time ago. Um, oh,
0: man, it doesn't seem like that long ago. Have you, now, we were talking
3: before. Two years. That's longer than I've been alive. Wow. <laughs> uh, Jr. I feel
0: old. How about you?
1: Now, considering <laughs> that I saw Back to the Future when it was first run in the theaters.
0: So yeah, did I. Yeah. I'm, so did I. I was 10, but I saw it. Uh, <laughs> now, Jr., have you seen Back to the Future? Because before the show we were talking that you haven't seen the Goonies.
3: No, I, I saw all three Back to the Future films.
0: Okay, good. Yeah. Gotcha. Um,
3: Go hey, ahead, Morgan. on. I'm sorry. Uh, Zeb Wells. Most recent mm-hmm. thing of his I've read was the Civil War Young Avengers Runaways miniseries, which, uh, was crap. Um, <laughs> it basically it was one of those things, and it wasn't so much that it was written incredibly badly, it was written so blandly and boringly and passionlessly that yeah. it didn't provoke any emotion to the point that I wasn't really sure ever if I had read that month's issue or not yet. Wow. Um, that's yeah. pretty bad.
0: <laughs> It's, it's nice to know we occasionally you and I can agree, because I agree it was crap. <laughs> yeah, good, good,
3: And the last one, here's another one we're going to disagree oh. on, Mark Guggenheim. Um, oh, yeah. Blade. Let's talk about Blade. <laughs> oh, man. I don't uh, have an
0: hour and a half to kill it. <laughs> we're not the, the other Spider-Man show.
3: Well, I'll sum it up into one thing. Um, okay. I don't think he's a bad writer. So he's actually one – I'm more excited about – well, not excited is the wrong word. I'm more optimistic about his writing than probably any of the other three – um, mm-hmm. Even though I do hate the Blade book, he's not a bad writer. It's just that with Blade, he so blatantly throws aside continuity and does whatever he wants with it. Like, he's either never read it or truly does not care. And I'm pretty sure they're not going to let him do that with Spider-Man. So I feel kind of safe.
4: Right.
3: Um, so Mark Guggenheim I think, could actually work out pretty well. Because he also wrote the Squadron Supreme Hyperion vs. Nighthawk miniseries, which... <laughs> I thought was going to be just some random superhero beat down, which doesn't do it for me at all, but it was actually a really touching, emotional, great story. It's one of the best miniseries I've read in a long time. So he has the ability, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. On the art side, Phil Jimenez does a good job. I don't like his Todd McFarlane Spider-Man eyes. They're just jive-freaking-gantic, um, <laughs> but I can deal with it. He's mostly a great artist. Um, Chris Pachalo, I think, is one of the top, five worst artists working in the business right now. Um, wow. At least of the popular ones. Obviously, there's a lot of bad people out there, but of the popular artists, he's in the top five worst. Um, mm. He's Everything's boxy. It's all got these tiny little faces. Everything he draws that's supposed to be metal looks like rock, and that just annoys the heck out of me. <laughs> um, so I don't like And it's all very, very, very busy to the point where you often have to turn back a page, to make sure you know the progression of what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Poor Spuddy dude's having a tough time with
0: it. He's only got a couple more. (laughs) I've got one
3: more. I've already talked about uh, LaRocca. So the last one is McNeven. And I don't like him. Um, Really? I don't hate him. But I think part of the reason, one of the things that got me not liking him even more, is that people started kissing his ass so much when he did Civil War. Everybody was like, you know, this is a terrible weight, but God, that's some beautiful art. It wasn't. No. Um, he put... Man. He's got... Most of it's fine, but he's got a real problem with faces, in my opinion. He puts too many lines on them, and the fa- a lot of facial expressions I see from his characters just look off. So, I think, he's, I think he's a decent artist, especially when Spider-Man's in the mask, he'll be great, but he's got some work to do.
0: Okay. Alright, this is like Point, counterpoint, Spidey dude, what's your take on <laughs> on the uh, the writers and the artists announced?
2: Well, I like slot I like Slot. I like. I'm a like, uh, back to Back to the Future is my one of my all time top three favorite movies. So I'm really excited about Bob Gale. Uh, Zeb Wells, two words, beach party. <laughs> oh, it just I as I as I found the message for it, it completely deteriorated deteriorated the Sandman character to the point where I wanted to shoot myself in the face after buying this <laughs> garbage book. That and the artwork did not help it at all. Uh yeah. I, I agree it was a fun little book, but it just for the character of Sandman to be so decimated and pissed upon. Uh, <laughs> even more so than what uh John Mackey is I'm now going to refer to the relaunch on at, at Mackey, uh, run did to the Sandman character. Uh, it just, to me, it was awful. Yeah. But uh, his little, uh, the rules of the game, I think, was the, the uh, four-part miniseries he did, before Sam Keith completely made it, uh, made a Peter Parker Spider-Man utter crap to end its run. Uh, that little, that little, it was a lot of fun. It was kind of quirky and goofy, and I kind of, I had a couple of laugh out loud moments with that one. Can write pretty decently. Uh, and then, the other guy, the one that Morbius hates, I cannot even pronounce his name. Guggenheim. Guggenheim. I, I know nothing about, I never read anything by him, so, uh, I know he killed uh, the flash off, that's all I know. And that Morgan hmm. just hates him. So, um, <laughs> don't misquote anyway, me.
3: I, I had I had PowerPoint. <laughs> you
2: you had the you had the point. Yeah, and, and I, you kind of gave me a little bit of optimism with with him saying that he can write crap, but he can also write pretty decent stuff. So, if he can write what he how he did, I guess with the Squadron Supreme book, if he brings that over to the table and it's amazing, I'll be fine. But hmm. as far as it stands right now. I'm really only excited about
0: slot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me give my two cents on it. Uh, slot, as we said earlier, JR. and I've been uh, hoping this guy gets the Spider-Man book, and we got our wish. So, I, I, again, the Spider-Man Human Torch uh, miniseries is the classic stuff, and if he keeps that style, if he uh, uh, appreciates the older stories and he works them into with the new spin, etc., I think Slot's going to be crazy, crazy good. Is that even a word? Crazy good? I don't know. <laughs> it's
3: more of a phrase because it's too yeah,
0: There you go. <laughs> and McN- McNiven, I loved his stuff on Civil War, but his, if I hope he can reach a deadline because if if Amazing Spider-Man comes out once every four months and and it's it, it may look pretty, but if it doesn't deliver, what's the point?
2: Well, what uh, to, to, oh, go to, ahead. To kind of counter, counter that point, Brad, when yeah. I was told when he has a monthly book, like I did on a Marvel Knights four, mm-hmm. uh, he came out every he came out every month. So I, I'm assuming that he's kind of reaching that mentality. Apparently, this guy has four jobs, and uh wow. yeah, what, I think this. I think what's he doing?
0: Months. He's doing con- construction on the side. What's his four jobs? <laughs> <I don't> no, <know. laughs>
2: I, I mean it, it's kind of crazy. But I think if he has a monthly schedule, and I think that's part of the reason that he's. And I think we should all guess the three to- three to- month thing when uh menes came out and said hey i'm gonna be part of a rotating creative team so we kind of knew who, who at least one of the artists was and yeah.
4: uh you know i don't
2: know it, it we'll see we'll see yeah. and i didn't get to say anything about mckeevan but yeah you know uh i forgot to say anything about McKeven. i'm sorry but, are you a fan? Uh, i'm a fan i like it yeah. i do agree on what with morbius's point though this is a we still are beating hearts uh
4: yeah. That...
0: <laughs> Maybe we should take a... take two shots. Yeah, t- that one. Take two shots when you agree with Morbius, all right? JR, you're
2: included. <laughs> uh, JR's passed out already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, I do agree his facial expressions, particularly the lips, always kind of bother. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I actually agree with Morbius. I do have some quibbles with McKeven's art, but overall it's a great, great book that uh
0: mcNeven's run on uh, f- uh it was just called Marvel Knight's Four was a great first intro to the book. I thought his artwork on the Fantastic Four was great guggenheim um i'm a fan of I really thought that blade book was solid i I know Morbius and I disagree, but I think it was in my opinion, the best blade solo book well that 's not putting it up against much. But I actually enjoyed looking forward to every issue for that, and I have all 12, or a subscription to all 12. Salvador La Roca, I've been a fan of his since early, early Ghost Rider, back in the 90s when he started on that. I thought he had uh, potential there, and he's just really grown. I- I've not been a fan of the solo, just not uncanny, but the solo X-Men book, I- I- and Extreme X-Men. I'm not, I- I'm a Marvel. Zombie, in a sense, that I collect all the X Men titles, but I can't stand some of them. And that doesn't make any sense. But, uh, LaRocca's artwork is top notch, even if the writing's crap. And that's been proven on, uh, Extreme X Men and the solo X Men books. So I'm looking forward to him. Just, just the, uh, preview images of LaRocca's stuff is, I'm excited. Uh. Except
3: Bob Gale? In them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good God.
0: We'll figure out what Jackpot's is, jackpot is about. Uh, Bob Gale, uh I've only seen the Back to the Future movies a million times. I love it. And if it's that quality, i I uh, think this'll be classic Spider Man stuff. And his, his Ant Man Christmas book. That's the only comic I know that he's written, and I, I thought that was funny years ago when it came out. Phil Jiminins or I'm sorry, Spider Man. <laughs> I need it, it on like a button. Every time I, I have to say it, I'll hit it and it comes
2: in. <laughs> Brad, uh, just think of think of the uh, J as an H sound.
0: Jimenez. Okay. Hey,
2: there you helps. go.
0: Where were there you is. when I was in college for Spanish, my brother?
2: Oh, <laughs> not alive well, yet. Be, beca- yeah, that's true. Holy Actually, no, cow! I was, ten, I was ten years old. <laughs> We've already had this discussion. Oh my We've, god! Uh, you know, I'm twenty. me, I'm twenty this year, and it's uh, going on nine years on the site. Yeah. dot and everybody's like, "Oh, you were ten years old and you created the site." No, I co-created it with my father. I want to reiterate <laughs> that. I wasn't. I wasn't a ten-year-old wonder kid. uh yeah. I wish I was, but uh you know, you're, I, you're I, jumping I was, ahead. We're going to hit the
0: birthday stuff up in a bit. Okay. 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 He's I'm I'm reeling really it back in about this whole huckster I'm, thing tonight. I'm reeling it back in. I'm the host. <laughs> damn it. <laughs>
2: Attack of the show.
0: Seb Wells um, not a fan. I didn't like that that Sandman Spider-Man issue. And I really cannot stand that Young Justice run- was it Young Justice Runaways that he did?
3: Civil War Young Avengers Runaways. Young really Justice, some DC uh, thing.
0: Unreadable in my opinion. And I thought shot. Take
3: Two Shots Brad. Take two
0: shots. <laughs> <laughs> and and I thought Heroes for Hire is very weak too. I get that book and I think it's kind of weak. So I'm really not that excited about Zeb Wells, but Chris Batchelow kind of mixed on that. I liked his Generation X run back in the 90s. Uh, he's been on the X-Men titles so much, I don't know what his Spider-Man's going to be like. I've seen some preview art. I'm, I'm not crazy. I'm not disappointed about it, but, you know. So, But I, I'm disappointed that John Romita Jr. is not in the list. I mean, we, he's been talking years that he's going to be coming back to Spider-Man. and And from what... Uh, I've read from like Tom Briefort's, uh blog over at Marvel.com. It's a possibility that this isn't the final group. This might be like a year's worth of Spider-Man writers and artists. We might have a whole new list in a year. So that Romita Jr. could be a possibility coming back.
3: Yeah, that's something that actually gives me the most hope is that Bachalo specifically said he has one three-issue arc and then he's totally well, done. Go. So if yeah. I only have to suffer through that, then fine. Oh, not but again!
0: <laughs> yeah, what you mean one three-issue arc? Hello. Oh
1: Hello? yeah, I'm still here. At Are JR. You guys all there? Oh, yeah, right, we're here. Okay. <laughs> what happened?
0: What happened, Jr.?
1: I don't know. I just uh I lost everybody there for a second. Uh, <laughs> okay. I couldn't hear anybody for a minute either, so it's not just you. <laughs> oh, Okay.
0: Don't worry, we'll edit this part out.
1: Uh, I mean, I know um, I turned my hearing aid on, so you know I know it's not that's not it. <laughs> okay, we got one edit first it. Thing and your
3: windows and everything in right now because we're getting edited.
1: <laughs> maybe I won't edit it
0: out. It's kind of fun. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to our next topic. Uh we we this is a big long podcast we we're doing tonight. We just got done interviewing uh Greg Weissman, uh the new producer of the Spider Man the spectacular Spider-Man animated series. And he uh gave a lot of details about uh the new show. I'm look I'm pretty excited about it. I think I agree Spider Man hasn't really done been done in a Batman animated series style where he, they were really kind of true to the origin of the character. What do you guys think about this? Spidey Dude, are you excited about this cartoon?
2: I'm very excited. Yeah. Uh, the more I got to talk to him, the more it was like, hey, even obscure characters like Coach Smith are going to be used. Right. Uh, you know, he's, he's really being true, really extremely true to the source material, and I'm really looking forward to it. So. Yeah. Um, I can't and you have a grin. Been-
0: you haven't been at this excited over a cartoon in years, right? No, oh, you're yeah. Saying?
2: Not, not since the end of uh, the Spider-Man uh, 95 series. Right. You know, with the Clone Saga being the last bit. <laughs> Shut up. And uh, <laughs> I wonder if anybody actually plays that drinking game, because you seriously <laughs> get drunk. <laughs> Somebody's well, you know, toasted at home right now. I, I you know,
0: I, I think someone does, because I look at the misspellings on our message board, and someone's got to be drunk by posting this crap. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. anything else what what else did you hear Greg say that you were most excited about during the interview well,
2: he even made, he even you know answered my little clone story question I was kind of like woohoo he, I was he did jumping, uh, he, I was jumping up and down he said I'm well aware of that and uh, I'm really yeah ju- you know, I was like woohoo
0: you know I was impressed that he even mentioned Morbius as a possibility in a future episode too so I thought that was kind of cool what did you think Morb
3: ah uh, it sounded like you know, his heart and his ideas were all in the right place. And uh, I I have not watched a cartoon in years and, years and years and years and years and years. I'm not one of those that watches a bunch of cartoons, uh, except for Family Guy, obviously. Um, yeah. But I'm going to give it a try. And like I said, I think all his ideas are in the right place. For me, it's just going to be a matter of the level of the dialogue. If it's too If it's too much of a kid-type thing, then I'm not going to like it. But if the dialogue is at a decent level, then I think it'll be a pretty darn good show.
0: Yeah. What are you most excited about? What the, you you like the idea that they're starting in high school? I do. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I think um I like what he was saying about, you know, getting back to the origins and the happy go lucky Spidey and everything cuz you know, I I really enjoy reading the Spider-Man we have now in the Marvel universe. I don't want the whole, you know, splitting up of the marriage and everything just to get the old Spidey back, but for this kind of a thing, I think he's definitely starting in the right place. I think it's going to be a good era to go into, and it's just, you know, let's see how it goes.
0: Right. And JR, you've been a Spider fan longer than I've been. I've been a Spider Man fan at least. 20-plus years. What do you, What's your take on this cartoon Then sticking to the origins?
1: Well, you know, it's kind of funny because I remember when, on our last podcast I was expressing some misgivings about the art because I'm not right. really a, a fan of that kind of art. And, uh, and you know, as I listened to the playback and I thought, I, I began, it kind of occurred to me, I go, What a jackass you are. I mean, you're almost 44 years old. This show is in no way targeted towards you at all. You know, it's like, you know, they don't care if people like me watch this show at all. So I'm just, I'm spouting this stuff off and, uh, you know, I'm thinking, well, you know, crap, you know, it's, it's, you know, it isn't, you know, I need to, I guess I need to grow up or something. They're not making it for me. You're too uh, hard
0: on yourself. You shouldn't call yourself a jackass.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Let us do that.
4: It's kind of, Yeah,
1: I'll let her well, my wife calls me worse, trust me. Um and uh but but I will admit in listening to him, I mean I'm glad um because cause there's real because like you guys have said, uh there's really not been a Spider Man cartoon or that's quite gotten it right yet. Um you know, even the nineties show, um you know, because it was all, you know, a bunch of limp-wristed, girly slapping and stuff, and, you know, it really wasn't, you know, very action-oriented, and uh plus the, they got all kinds of things uh, as far as the order of things out of, the, out of whack, and, you know, I'm glad, for example, that Norman Osborn and the Green Goblin are showing up in the first year, you know, like mm-hmm. they should. Uh, instead of the hobgoblin showing up first, or you know certain characters appearing because they've already got toy deals lined up for them, so yeah. uh, I, I you know it, it sounds like uh, um, that uh, it's uh, he's definitely taking the right approach. You know, going back to the stuff that's historically worked, and uh, and uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah.
0: I agree, uh, I like that he, he is very knowledgeable of the original stuff. I mean, he went over the essentials. He, he read the first seven volumes to the, the, get ready for this show. And it's, I like his idea that he's not, he's got such a vast universe of characters to play with. He's not gonna bother trying to make his own characters. He's gonna put a spin on the ones that are already created in our classics. So right. I like that idea. So a thumbs up all around, I think, for the show. What, is it? Where I'm looking forward to it. How about everybody else? You guys all excited? Yeah,
3: definitely.
0: Cool. All right. Anything else you guys want to say about the animated series coming out? And oh, you want to move on? That would be a moving on. <laughs> uh as as we uh, mentioned at the top of the show this is the uh the 1 year anniversary of the podcast we started this show back in August of 06 and here we are we sound a little bit better than we did the first show out and we and we added jr in episode 3 i think right. so it was
4: great.
0: and uh this on this date August 8th uh 1998 i actually started the spidermancrawlspace.com uh and today is the 9 year anniversary of the site so Birthday wishes all around. Guys, uh, who haven't we started with? more what's your t- thoughts on one year of doing this show?
3: My um, thoughts is just tremendous fun. Um, yeah. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm so thankful now that back when we had all those spammers on the board and everything, that I'm kind of thankful <laughs> for the spammers because I was just, you know, a reviewer and I had gotten to know you, so I um, asked if I could, hey, you know, help you out being, being a moderator and bumped me up to administrator and that now I'm on a podcast because of it. <laughs> I've just I've had a blast, and there have been more than any of you other guys, there have been shows that I haven't been able to do schedule wise, but it's right. always so much fun to come back here and do this again. Yeah.
0: And it's just happenstance. You know, I us four guys click together, I think, very well. We've got as you notice, we don't always agree with each other, and I think that <laughs> makes good good dialogue. So I've had a blast with this show too. I, I just uh uh, give a shout out to a podcast that I really enjoy. It's called Word Balloon uh, by John Suntress. And I just saw him do a show and I'm like, you know, I, I know a bit about comics and I've got a great wealth of people on the board to uh, try this thing at. And, and, and who would have who thought we'd be doing it a year later? And and thousands, literally thousands and thousands of people do listen to this show every month. So I want to thank everybody for downloading it too, Spidey well, Dude. What's the, uh,
3: the view number on my webcomic thanks the thousands of people that listen to this thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, it's it's nice to get the feedback from the people because they are listening. And and as we get to the questions from the board, good lord, <laughs> how yeah. how. Are you? I mean they they're always asking something and I appreciate. It. I just want to give a personal thanks right now for everybody that listens and posts and visits the site because this this show and the 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 website would not be much fun if if there wasn't such interactive interaction. So Spidey dude, your thoughts on blowing out one birthday candle today.
2: Uh you know, it's been a blast. A total blast <laughs> and, and the kind of sent, uh comment like similarly similarly to Morb you know, I was a holdover from the previous message board when it was a uh, Matt Scripps-type message. Yeah. The old uh, Spider-Man, the Spider-SMB at comic boards. And right. uh it was kind of a holdover, and, and I was a little bit apprehensive on the board. There's so, much, so many more features and so much more control you have with this board. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we've, we've talked about this in the past, like the Pop-Tart spammers and, um, <laughs> you know, uh, the and now he gets the porno spanner, spammers too, you know, and, and uh, I kind of was—I was a moderator of the CSA board, and, and kind of going out there and kind of emailing you, uh, uh, I am you guys, and saying, yeah. "Hey, you know, there's there." And then y'all you know, bump me up to administrator, and, and then of course doing this podcast. And I listened to it, and I kind of grimaced at the, at the at the quality of the sound. But now we're looking at it now, and it's just wow. I mean, we've interviewed, yeah. you know, five creators, uh, interviewing mm-hmm. another one next month. It's right. it's really a blast. And um Brad, I, I can't thank you enough for, for giving us a place to, you know uh swap you know, you know, spit uh say what we She's feel like fat. we need to say and yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's and and
2: just invent, you know, and give our opinions and
4: <laughs> yeah, agree. I mean, that,
0: that's the good and, thing uh, about this. You can't go to work and you can't say, Man, JMS's issue sucked. <laughs> oh
4: yeah, I can. The, the, but I'll get some
1: looks.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: and that's what's yeah. nice. It's, it's we're we're like old friends when we get on this once a month. So, and that's uh, what
2: makes the show work. Yeah, we all have our personalities. Yeah, we all and have s- a personality. And yeah, speaking of
0: personality, <laughs> Jr. <laughs> what's your what's your thoughts on uh, one year? Well,
1: as the new kid on the block, uh, since I came yeah. along in the, the third episode, uh, I was. Uh, you know, I, I thought, oh, gee, that's cool. You know, when Brad said, hey, you want to, you know, just, you know, guest on one of them, and I said, sure, that'd be something different to try. And and then he asked me to be a regular, and I, you know, I was flattered. And. Uh, and uh have really enjoyed every minute of it. In fact, it, it's been especially nice since uh during the summer months. I always have a hard, real hard time keeping my own site updated. It just seems that,
4: mm-hmm.
1: I mean, believe it or not, I actually do have four articles in process, but during the summer with when the kids are outside and I've got stuff to do, it just seems that things grind to a halt, and this is a really good way for me to kind of keep keep in there and and talking spidey and uh yeah. and uh you know keeping in tune with uh, what some of the fans are thinking so uh yeah. and uh, and I still laugh at the Peter David interview I, I just that, <laughs> that I think that was about my favorite show you know between him picking on Venom's name and saying <laughs> saying Peter David is god and and yeah. uh, so that one, uh that one that one always uh, bring, uh, brings a smile to my face
0: I, I like when he called Morbius more BS I, th- I like that
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Well I didn't well, I thought it was accurate.
0: No. <laughs> well, gang, gang, it's been a fun year, so I, I look for it to just continue. I, I don't see an end for it, so that's Hell that's yeah. a good thing. Yeah,
3: so, I officially um, invested money you in know, headset for this thing now, so let's keep going. Yeah, I if, it if money you for if it. you
0: if you notice Morbius is sounding a little bit better in this show, in my opinion, so uh, well, it kind of st-
3: evens out from all the smoking and drinking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right you guys ready to hit the uh the message board questions we got two pages to plow through let's go and yep. uh we'll hey, start hey, off.
2: i do want to make one little comment uh okay for those of you that do not check out amazing spider girl you know i was i got a letter printed in issue three uh if you check out the latest issue that came out today you'll get to see another letter, uh, letter printed by, uh that has my name on it also if you check out the uh See latest comic buyers guide. You get my name referenced and this podcast reference, even though it's not referenced by name, which is unfortunate. But uh, you also can yeah. check that out. So I, I figured I'd give you a little plug, plug to the to the Spider Girl yeah. and and into uh, uh, Peter David's articles. So oh, and check yeah. out uh, Friendly Neighborhood Twenty Three.
0: Yeah, we'll give a little history if this is somebody's first show. When we interviewed Peter David, uh, Spidey Dude asked a question if J. Jonah Jameson is ever going to confront Spider-Man now that he's unmasked. And Peter was like, huh, that's a pretty good idea. I thought somebody would have already done it by now, and evidently they didn't. So with that question, it kind of started the uh, the ball rolling with uh, Peter David riding in that confrontation, which we all want to see in my opinion. And that's going to end
3: up being his last issue, isn't
0: it? Yes. yes.
3: That's a pretty big moment.
0: Yeah, sadly, I I was hoping uh, Peter David would be uh, one of the writers on Amazing, but there's always year two, so it's a possibility. So, all right, FSU Spider Fan from our message board asks the panel, So, with the year of podcasts under your belt, what are the big lessons you guys have learned about doing these things? Anybody?
3: Um, Don't Bogart the mic. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's a big one. Uh. Yeah.
2: Uh, uh, don't breathe hev- heavily. Uh, yeah, that's Especially true. when a woman's talking. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, when you're married, after you know, 14 years, you actually yeah, there are limits now. Uh, let's see what else. Well, uh, oh yeah, and uh, the line of the year I think would have to be uh, "smack a bitch."
4: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what? I think it's the line of put, the year.
0: Put that back. Oh yeah, the guy in, in the movie theater that I saw Spider-Man Three in. Yeah. Yes. Damn, Spider Man smacked a bitch.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Also, the mental image of uh, a guy that was incredibly overweight that decided to wear a spy red suit was probably really awful. I'm sorry for anybody that vomited because of that while they're listening (laughs) to the podcast, but I'm sorry. I just had to say it.
0: Wow, Jr. Have you learned anything about doing uh, podcasts in our year? Yeah, I've learned I
1: can't stand the sound of my own voice. yeah, I know nobody zombie. else can either. Ha ha ha. But uh, <laughs> uh I just uh I um after uh one particular show where I think it was the one where I was we were talking about ultimate whether it was all ages and I remember playing that back and I heard all the you knows and us and ever since then I've learned, you know, go through some of the st- go through some of the questions and write out some <laughs> of your answers first and try not to do everything off the cuff. Yeah. You'll sound a lot more intelligent. So that was that was something <laughs> I've definitely learned.
3: But well, I do I, love that you started that comment after saying "cut out all the us and you knows with a you know." That was that was very good. <laughs> uh, now uh, what can I say? That's my Southern Indiana dialect. Uh,
1: you can take uh, the boy out of the Hoosier land, but not the Hoosier out of the boy. So I've
4: learned, I've learned.
3: I've learned,
1: I've
0: learned more about
3: procedure for that actually.
0: And uh, If I've learned anything, it's about how to mix audio. I didn't know how to mix audio. I'm a broadcasting guy. I knew how to mix video, but I didn't know how to mix audio in a computer. So I've slowly learned how to do that and mix the the audio levels and the voice levels for uh, all you guys. So that's a new challenge that I did. Uh, FSU also asks, are there any changes or new ideas for future podcasts? Uh, next month, while will well, reiterate this at the end of the show, we're going to have John Romita Jr. on which is a big thrill for me because he's in my top three of all-time favorite Spider-Man artists. So I'm really looking forward to that. Changes, I don't really think we're doing any different changes. I mean, every month is a different kind of style because we always have different topics to talk about with Spider-Man. So I think that actually works. I don't see any changes with that. Yeah, there's
3: nothing I want to change.
0: Yeah, and he also says, uh, thanks for all the intelligent Spidey discussion and all the laughs. You can't beat the amount of entertainment for the low, low cost of zero. (laughs) So there uh, I go. see
1: where he says he he, he likes to laugh, so he must be listening to another podcast <laughs> for the intelligent Spidey discussion <laughs> Yeah, no uh, uh
0: Crazy Chris with the crazy looking avatar says, Wow, it's been a year already. You guys are seriously great entertainment and I hope there are many more years of this in store. Here's my question. Is there any is there a Spider Man story? about which you felt one way, either loved it or hated it, immediately after reading it, but came to appreciate it more after coming back to it sometime later with a new set of eyes. His example is that of Paul Jenkins' Green Goblin story, A Death in the Family. He thought it was mediocre and anticlimactic. Wow, I'm amazed I said that right. The first time (laughs) he read it, but years later, he went through it again after reading a particular insightful review on some old guy's website. I guess that was JR's, and I saw a few things in that that I didn't believe, though the art still did look like butt poop, as
3: opposed to the other kind.
0: Can you guys relate any similar experiences? Uh, JR, you want to hit that one? Uh, since I'm the old
1: guy, he's talking about. You know, I bet I'm probably as old. I bet, I bet his dad's not much older, if any older than me. Does he? Does he make you know cracks about his old man's age? I wonder. Well, he you
0: know, must be young if he's saying the word butt poop. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, but his ageism uh, aside, um, that's a really good question, and I, I thought about this and I couldn't come up with a, a certain story. I mean, it's. It's kind of like when I go through like my top ten list and my worst list. I mean, the the the, the same ones always stand out. Uh, but but you know, and I really haven't changed my mind about it a whole lot over the years. Maybe that's just senility and stubbornness. But I must uh, confess that Gary Con- Jerry Conway's first run uh, from like 111 to 149. When I learned that he started that gig when he was 19 years old. No, I didn't Uh, know that. Yeah, he started at nineteen, and you know, so he's writing the death of Gwen Stacy at like at twenty,
4: and he's wrapping
1: up the Clone Saga before he's even twenty-five. you know, I just thought he was some you know, some, you know, working class stiff, you know, like, you know, my own old man's age. And uh to find out that he wrote all that I mean and they're not all classics obviously. I mean the uh although the the wedding of Aunt May and Doc Ock is kind of uh, kind of a kitschy classic, you know, one of those <laughs> things that are so bad, you know, they're they're amusing. Um but uh that you know for some that's an amazing amount of work amazing piece of work. And uh his run really is still one of the better runs in Spider Man's history, so Although I can't com- think of a story, I, I can't that era. I would say is something that I look back on and uh, and appreciate more.
0: More, is there anything you look back on that you like now b- besides the the new Blade title?
3: <laughs> you know, I'm uh, I'm the kind of guy that holds a grudge. I know. So <laughs> so once I read something, I hate it. Yeah, I really hate it. <laughs> I, yeah. The ones, that, the only ones that really stand out that I hated were uh, Spider-Man Breakout and the, oh, believe man. it or not, a um, JMS story, Skin Deep. And I haven't revisited those kind of stories. It's just if I don't like it the first time around, it can pretty much kiss my ass. So, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> On that note, Spidey dude, <laughs> anything That's... kissing your ass? <laughs> uh, well, actually, that sound of that thing breaking—if anybody heard that—was actually I was getting ice out of like a little. You know, a little tray, and the tray broke in half when I was trying to get the eyes out. So you, you hear any sounds of to, crashing? Uh, the
3: Clone Saga, weren't you? <laughs> uh,
2: well, you know, actually, <laughs> you know, uh, actually, the post-Clone Saga era, I kind of, mm-hmm. especially, particularly the Spider Hunt. Uh,
0: mini-series Is that the one over, where the Punisher went
2: after him? Oh yeah. Okay. You know, I, guess, like, yeah. I thought. I uh, thought it's okay. Yeah, yeah. I went back and read it recently, and I thought, wow wow, 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 especially particularly the first and the last parts of it. The Tom mm-hmm. DeFalco part I didn't actually like. Uh, I love Tom DeFalco, but uh, what else? Uh, that was one, um, let's see, the early one, I wasn't, you know, I was not a huge fan of Dicko's art. It kind of put me off. I, don't, I, I guess I didn't appreciate it when I first read it the first time around, but now that I've read it, I'm like, ah, oh, I like it now. So, yeah.
4: That's my other
0: one. As far as uh, my opinion, I mean, I I really I have enough new comics in a stack by my bed. I don't have time to go back and read, like, the 1975 Spider-Man comics, etc. cetera, that uh, I have in the box. I, I always say when I'm a senior citizen, I'm going to crack open and read them again. But I really, I don't, once I read it, I'm pretty much done with it. I'm going to file it and maybe read it in the future, but I just really haven't gotten to that point, so I don't really have an answer for them either. So, okay, uh, we're moving on to the next topic from our – yeah, that was a very good question, Crazy Chris. Uh, F. and Spider-Man, our friend from Colorado, he says, now that Spider-Man's identity is public, thanks to Tony Stark, if you ever see that clown in public, I'm going to bust his teeth in. Anyway, he says, why is it necessary that Peter still wear a mask if his identity is – known. He's speaking from a Marvel Universe perspective, not a marketing book sales point of view. So, J.R., why does he wear a mask?
1: Because criminals are a cowardly and superstitious lot. <laughs> and after he made that observation, when the spider crawled through the window, he realized that he was going to call himself Spider-Man. Um, but, um, you know, that's a, that is that is a good question, but uh, you know, it's 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 the image. I mean, even if his identity is known, uh, you know, if Peter Parker is swinging at somebody, you know, it's not like, oh, God, you know, here comes Peter Parker again. I mean, but if Spider-Man is, oh, God, spider mans going to come and kick my ass. So even, uh you know, even though he's been outed, um, you know, wearing the costume still, you know, that's still the image. You know, it's still a, an, um, you know, it's, it's still a um a formidable person i guess uh, right. and that's coming at you and and not just an ordinary guy, so
4: um. I, you know
1: I think it's right which is why I actually like the black costume and wish they hadn't discarded it because to me that's an ideal one you know, to come at somebody if you know, in the middle of the night and they turn you know, all of a sudden boom, here comes this guy in a scary looking costume instead of that clown outfit that he currently wears. But um <laughs> no. anyway, but but that, but that's it. I mean there's still good reasons for him to wear the mask. Right.
0: And it's not complete without the mask in my opinion. No. So it it just kinda of completes the outfit. Well, Guys see, you have yeah.
2: okay, you ahead. know if if Ben Riley comes back and he wears the costume, you know, he can wear the mask again even if he took it off.
0: Ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm taking two shots.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Alright.
3: Morb, why does he wear the wear the mask? Well, um, there's a big difference between a man and a symbol. And that's that's kind of what Jr. was talking about. Um yeah. like Captain America made his identity public a long time ago, but Captain America is a symbol. Um so people mm-hmm. see Captain America and it's a totally different thing than seeing Steve Rogers. Yeah. And it's it's kinda like with say, a cop in the real world, Mm -hmm. if I see a person that I know is a cop uh, walking towards me in street clothes, there's nothing really intimidating about that. But if I see a police officer in uniform coming at me, then there's something very official about that. So when he wears the mask, he's got a symbol to him. He's Spider-Man, which is, it's a different thing than just being that guy with powers. You know, that was a really good answer.
0: I like that one. Yeah, I'm uh,
3: impressed. That, was, that was, <laughs> if
0: I wasn't so that? drunk from the clone saga, I'd give you even more props. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> Are you saying that my answer wasn't intelligent enough? Is that uh, what mov- you saying?
0: Moving oh. on to Spidey <laughs> on, MTV. <laughs> Spidey MTV from uh, Australia. He talks about about his first uh, comics and he wants to know uh, what was our first Spider-Man comic to read and what you thought of it. Uh, he would love to know. His first Spider-Man comic was Web of Spider-Man 90, which if I remember correctly, that had a nice hologram on it. So, uh, I can go first. Uh, Marvel Team Up Annual Number 2 with the Hulk and Spider-Man teaming up was the very first Spider-Man comic I read from 1978 or 77. I'm not sure, but that was my very first one. JR, you're first? Uh, um, Com- comic book that is? <laughs>
4: <laughs> I, uh, <laughs>
1: uh, let's see if I can remember that far back. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the the one that I remember for first reading was the uh, the king sized Amazing Number Eight back in 1971. Uh, that was actually the Spider Man Annual for for whatever reasons for two or three years they called him King Size Spider Man. But basically yeah. it was Spider Man Annual Number Eight, and it was reprints of three stories uh amazing spider-man 46 uh the tales to astonish 57 with um, the wasp and ant-man and then a, a, and then a reprint of uh spider-man no more from from number 50 uh, and I remember that one because, uh, my mother got it for me because I had a case of strep throat. Ah. So that's one reason I distinctly remember that one. But, uh, but that, that was, the, that was my first one.
0: I'm looking at, uh, a good source of, uh, Spider-Man info is at, uh, samruby.com. Oh, yeah. And I'm, looking at, uh, King-Size Special number eight it was 1971. So yeah. that was, that was the year you picked it up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, more, what was your first one?
3: Well, everybody can go ahead and take a shot now. Oh, God. Um,
4: <laughs> because, and
3: I honestly don't remember this being the first thing I ever read, but when I went back and found my old comics um from when I was younger, the first Spider-Man stuff I found was the Revelations arc at the end of the Clone Saga, mm-hmm. which, ah. you know, let's face it, is, <laughs> believe it or not, a pretty good place to come on to, because as much as I didn't like the rest of the thing... It ended pretty darn well. I mean, they brought back Norman Osborne in freaking style and right. so I enjoyed it, especially back then. Um but that that was pretty much my first introduction to it besides seeing things on T V and everything was when my I guess my mom bought me. The for the last couple issues of the Clone Saga. Right.
0: Just to go off on a little tangent, since you brought up that Revelations book, uh, Morb and Spidey do probably know the answer to this. I didn't buy the trade paperback, which evidently had a few extra pages in it with Romita Junior artwork. Do you guys? Do you guys have you seen that, or what? What happened in those last few pages? I I didn't uh, read it. I haven't heard about what that. What
2: happened? What happened was uh, it actually kind of gives Ben a funeral.
0: Oh, it does. I didn't know that.
2: Yes, it does. Uh, Peter takes it out, they have to do a little bit more dialogue with MJ immediately after uh, that they find out that Baby May was quote-unquote stillborn. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then he goes and takes Ben's dust and actually takes it to the Brooklyn Bridge or George Washington Bridge.
0: Where Gwen Stacy died.
2: Where Gwen Stacy died. Okay.
0: uh, I wish they... You know that trade paperback is out of print and I, I, I... Regret not ordering that because of those last few pages. Jared, do you have that trade paperback? I I never read
4: the last. No,
1: no I don't. I wasn't uh, much on buying the trades. Um, um. It there was also an extra scene in there with um, because in the original uh, telling of Revelations, when Ben Riley rec- first recognizes Norman Osborne, although we don't see Norman yet, mm-hmm. uh, he he jumps toward him and says, "No, it can't be you." And then the then the action cuts to. What's going on with Peter and Mary Jane? And uh, in the the trade, they had like a couple extra pages of the actual battle between mm. Osborne and Riley. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, I w- I wish I had bought that trade too. Uh, yeah. Just for the uh, for the
3: extra stuff. And there's a
0: lot of fans out there that wish it too because if you go to Amazon.com, that book's going for fifty, sixty, seventy dollars. So.
3: You know, I, didn't I didn't know this. That ticks me off because I yeah. ain't all about original issues. I never buy trades. So. I don't either.
0: It's one of the rare instances where new stuff was printed in the yeah. back.
3: And this is what I don't understand about Marvel. Sometimes, mm-hmm. I mean, really, why I,
1: I really question sometimes their their either their sanity or their intelligence. When they <laughs> when they the the first Spider Man movie came out, yeah, you know, I mean the the one the the one Spider Man story they chose to reprint was a uh, uh, the redoing of that black and white spectacular Spider Man number one from the sixties. It wasn't the next one that featured the Green Goblin. It wasn't, they didn't reprint Revelations, which had, you know, which featured the Goblin pretty heavily. They yeah. didn't re- reprint um, Spider-Man and Mary Jane that, uh uh gosh, I can't remember the name. It was uh,
0: pa- Parallel Lives, I think. Yeah. The, yeah.
1: They, they didn't do that, even though it was solicited. And it's like, You know what? What were these guys? But yet, when Doc Ock, you know, was in the next movie, they came out with uh, all kinds of Doc Ock um, news stories and and trades and things. And I I just don't know why they missed the boat. Why they haven't been reprinting some of this stuff?
0: Who knows? If we well, were if we were king for the day, we'd roll it roll it differently. <laughs> Wombat nine oh uh, nine has a fan of Morbius, so he's going to uh, aim these at Morbius. <laughs> Why do you hate issue fourteen of Spectacular Spider Man num- Volume Two, the one with Morbius in it? Why do you hate that one?
3: Oh God, can I contain it in words? Um, <laughs> the big the biggest reason that I hate that issue can be summed up in the fact that Paul Jenkins has no freaking clue who Morbius is as a character, and he doesn't seem to care. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get that he was writing this story about the kid in the wheelchair and everything, but if you want to write a story about a kid in the wheelchair, write a story about a kid in a wheelchair. Yeah. If you're going to use comic book characters, you have to research them too. Um, he wrote a story about a stock vampire that was... Just stalking this handicapped kid and being very, you know, vicious and taunting and, you know, I want to eat you and blah. It, it, it was <laughs> so not how does that go again?
4: With yeah. blah. <laughs> oh, <okay>. <laughs> that's, <laughs> what,
0: that's what we're going to sound like after the drinks kick in. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but, uh Go ahead, yeah, Paul Jenkins just wrote the character terribly. He didn't write the character at all. He wrote a vampire and named it Morbius, and it right. bore absolutely no resemblance to the actual character. The art really didn't either. The art kind of sucked out loud, too. Yeah. Um, I just hated the whole issue. I thought it was, especially for somebody else, it might have been okay, but as a Morbius fan, it was absolutely I it, dreadful. I think it was
0: just a fill-in issue, too, wasn't it?
2: Well,
4: yeah, I'm it, it was just...
1: What's funny, dude? Now Jenkins was a regular writer on Spectacular at that time. Yeah, Uh,
2: so it 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 wasn't a villain issue, issue.
0: but it's just like uh, a one shot before the next arc started or something like that. Right, right.
2: Spidey dude, we've been stepping
0: on you. I'm sorry. What's up, Spidey Uh, dude?
2: I am going to sit there, and uh, my fangs are coming out right now. Uh oh. Thing. Yes. Yes. uh, (laughs) That is one of my all-time favorite stories, simply because. Wow. I have a sister that is that is just like Joey. And I never sobbed uncontrollably after I read a comic book, but I sobbed wow. after I read that because it really put me in her shoes. I wasn't thinking about Joey Beale, I wasn't thinking about just Spider-Man. I was thinking about my sister and how the character of Joey Beale related to my sister. And it was an amazingly... Uh, Accurate depiction of how my family and my struggles with with what's gone on with my sister, who happens to be my twin, by the way,
4: uh, have
2: you know it's, it's illustrated beautifully, I think. Mm-hmm. And, and and Paul, I wrote the Paul on the on the Message Board, and it practically made his day when he when he when he read what I thought about the book on my story and my struggles. So. Barring the fact that I do agree with you, it doesn't. It, it should have not been Morbius. It should have just been another random vampire. But uh, to me, that book is very sentimental to me, so I'm yeah. going to defend it till the death.
0: See, this is why I like the show. We've got a lot of conflicting views, and everybody's got a good opinion. So,
2: and and, and I want to uh, not to jump in and
1: interrupt, but I remember. Yeah. I wanted to follow up because I remember when that story came out, and. Uh, it, there was controversy about it because you had people, and I'm, I'm remembering one poster particularly on the Spider-Man message board, but there were several people who were, who were damning Jenkins, uh, you know, uh, saying he was insensitive, uh, because Spider-Man, you know, uh, set this kid up, you know, as bait for Morbius, and, and, I mean, they were very, very vicious, and, oh, yeah. and your comment sounds very much like, uh, I think Don McPherson, another, Uh, who's a a comic book reviewer or whatever. I guess he has a sister uh, with CP. And he said it was very touching and much like what you said. But but I remember that issue being somewhat controversial because there were people out there that were saying it was an insensitive portrayal. And I'm thinking, you know, what
2: are you people smoking? (laughs) It's like like pretty much I'm the one that started the whole thread. And I remember this vividly because Paul gave me his reply and then these people just started attacking Paul and Tom and Boomerang came in and was trying to, try and clean house. and The moderators are scrambling, trying to get things back in order. And I'm just saying, hey, you know, this is what I thought. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm defending Paul and I'm trying to defend the book. And it was just, uh, it, was, mm. it was a big, awful, god-awful mess. And that's one reason that I love the fact that, that I kind of feel like that we, we, our board is much better than that, than the Starman message board in the sense that not anybody, you have to register, you know, and, and we have a much more tighter grip. We, we allow people to be creative we allow people to go off topic and stuff like that, but we don't allow for the vicious and belligerent yeah. attacks that are, that are, that occur sometimes against the creators. I think that's why a lot of creators, when they post there, they're kind of hesitant to post there. And, and, uh, you know, I, I wish we could get some creators on our board, but man, it's just that, that, the message board itself, I mean, that's a perfect example of, of a bunch of people that, uh, you know, they said they wrote a big giant, like, organized the letters and, Paul yeah. of course accused them of being the same person because they're written similarly, and and you know, and it just became a big nasty and vicious mess. Wow! So uh, you know, I think uh, Paul did a great job, in my opinion, of writing that book, and uh, you know, a big I want to give a big props to him and a big thank you to him as well. And I know me and Morbius are going to disagree, but. uh you know, we're going to agree to disagree in this case. Cause, cause,
3: oh, yeah, uh, we're looking at uh, it on a whole different levels here Yeah. And yeah. I don't disagree you. with your reasons at all. Yeah.
0: yeah. Thanks to Wombat909. That was one of the best debates we've ever had, honestly. Uh, let's go to the next question from Wombat. Uh, Morbius, uh, anything on the new artist for the Internal Affairs webcomic? Your your artist kind of left, left you as uh, last we heard.
3: Yeah, he, uh, he jumped ship. Um, yeah. And honestly, I don't want to, I don't want to take the podcast away on my stuff, but um, there's not. I kind of I put some feelers out there, and I've seen a few things that really weren't right for the style of the comic. And but I've honestly, as much as I love Internal Affairs, I do. I love it. I have ideas that uh, span at least another good year, and I'm excited about all of them. But it's. My attentions have kind of been focused on other places um, I've got this amazing artist that I hooked up with on a website that I was looking for something else totally different actually um, <laughs> and it, he's working on a project with me um an actual ongoing comic book called The Dead that we're going to pitch to image together and maybe Dark Horse Arcade, k anybody'll take us mm-hmm. um, but that's that's really what I'm focused on right now is the actual comic project and if it ever comes to light, I mean you guys I would love for you to see this guy's art because it'll just blow your mind. I can't believe cool. I found this guy,
0: yeah, and his last question talks about Joe, Joey Q's artwork. There's been a lot of debate about those uh, one more day covers, Jar, what do you think of Joey Q's one more day preview stuff?
1: Uh, I'm going to reserve my opinion until I actually read the comics uh, myself. yeah you know see see the see them in action otherwise
0: yeah. I'll just wait. Spuddy dude, what's your thoughts? You, there's been some preview artwork out there, but uh,
2: I love quite... the busy covers. I do. I love them, but
4: mm-hmm.
2: the faces and the heads are like all things <laughs> eyes. and they're like, yeah. what the crap, Joe? It looks like <laughs> Mary Jane looks like she's like 300 pounds, and yeah. you know what happened to Slim and Sleek and, and John Romita Junior and Senior? Like Mary Jane, I'm like, who is that? That's some ugly no. chick, man. I want I want to. I want to. When I envision Mary Jane, I think of. John Romita Senior and John Romita Junior. I don't think of something you know something looks like this. look yeah. Looks like the Kingpin with red hair.
0: I'm actually looking and, at uh, Wombats uh, Avatar, or not Avatar, but signature picture, and that cover where the the Mary Jane and Spider Man are uh, separated by the title One More Day. That that artwork's pretty cool. I mean, but yeah. th- there's that that's classic Spider Man, but his covers just leave a little bit uh, to be desired. <laughs> More, what do you think?
3: You've seen that preview artwork. I I think Joe Q is a mid-level artist, and um, I mean, he's much, much better than somebody like Humberto Ramos or Chris Pachalo, but he's... Wow. Um,
4: <laughs>
3: but, you know, he's no great artist, but he's he's just not bad. The only reason he gets this kind of attention and this kind of scrutiny is because he's the editor-in-chief. And otherwise, he would just be one of those working guy artists, and <laughs> I think some of the some of his faces are off. You know, I wasn't that big a fan of his Daredevil run. But um, yeah. some of the stuff he does, he does really good. The Doctor Strange preview pages have been pretty good. And the cover they showed for Amazing 545 of Spider-Man and Mary Jane with the piece of glass broken out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm worried about what it means, but from an art standpoint, I thought it looked fantastic.
0: Brian. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. I agree. I agree. Take a shot. Take two. Just- <laughs>
3: This one's uh,
0: from Dead Meat from... What's DS, Texas? Where's that, Spidey Dude? Uh, down south.
3: Down south. Oh, down <laughs> south.
2: There you go. Anyway, <laughs> you this down, one... Down in, in what we like to call Brownville. <laughs> but,
0: uh, uh, this, this one's aimed at Jr. Like... He posted a picture of the Green Goblin Power Ranger suit coming back in the uh, Spider-Man Friend or Foe game. Uh, J.R., what do you think Ooh. of that uh, preview art for the video game?
1: Uh, you know, it's kind of like I said, uh, the mask, just, uh, it, oh. I, I like the idea, I kind of like the idea of a, of a, of a more sturdy, uh, functional uniform for the goblin. I mean, you know, if you're flying around on a glider, <laughs> you know, you're not going to wear, you know, spandex or whatever and, you know, get, you know, with all the debris and the bugs and, and everything like that. But uh, that mask just, um, I mean, it, there's just no way, there's just no way to make that thing work. <laughs> I, I
0: think it looks like a green Iron Man. I just really can't stand that, that costume. I mean, yeah, it's sad like the, is, is... go ahead.
2: I'm sorry. Now, the sad thing is, is, is that Boone Defoe is scarier without the mask than he yeah. was with the mask, yeah. you know? I guess you wouldn't terrify the little kitties too
4: much.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just—it didn't seem like there. You wouldn't have
1: had to do too much to make him a fearsome uh, green goblin. That—that mm-hmm. um, was—that was, that was uh, probably the biggest miss, I think, on uh, in, in that first
4: film. So.
0: And Dead Meat also has a follow-up question. He talks a bit about uh, how does everyone feel about the ending of Amazing Five Forty Two, and did it live up to expectations? Do y'all like how, he is from Texas, do y'all like how he wouldn't kill the Kingpin unless Aunt May dies, even though we all know he still won't do it? I know Back in Black isn't over, and there's still one issue left, but this is where I feel it ended with the Kingpin having a main role in it. So, Morb, you take that one. Uh, somebody's going to have to wear a dress if uh, Kingpin dies.
3: um, FN needs to go uh, start picking out outfits Um,
0: (laughs) just if somebody doesn't know there's a a debate between our poster on the board FN Spider-Man and Morbius if Kingpin dies uh, who wears a dress?
3: Uh, if Kingpin dies, then I have to wear a dress because okay. Kingpin's not going to die. <laughs> <laughs> then FN Spider Man. As I've maintained from the very beginning, <laughs> before FN Spider Man bet me, they specifically said in the Spider Man comic that this takes place before the Daredevil comic in which he was freaking alive. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, There you go. I, as I, for. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. As for the actual question of what I think about the ending and the issue and everything like, I know it's, we talked about this before when we weren't recording, just talking, but, um, I, as much as I'm a fan of JMS and I hate to be hurt saying anything bad about him. I just felt like, man, I really thought I'd already read daredevil number 50. So,
0: well, don't take a shot because I disagree with Morb. Um, (laughs) I actually thought this back in black, Saga with the uh, the Kingpin and the uh, the Sniper was actually one of his best runs in his six plus year runs. I, I really am digging the artwork by Garney. I think he's doing a hell of a job. And that that beat down in prison was awesome, in my opinion. What, is that five forty two? Is that the one where they had the beat down in prison? That was yeah, that's the most recent issue. Yeah. yeah, that that I just loved it. I thought it was great. Spidey, dude, did you like that issue?
2: Yeah, I thought he. Although I kind of got tired of like what Black Cat said. Him grimacing every time I I saw the panel, but being really, really mad. You know, but uh, I loved the beatdown. I was like, I was kind of cheering. I was cheering him on, man. It was like one of those moments where, you know what, you actually are cheering this guy on. You're like, Mm -hmm. yes, kick his sorry butt.
0: Yeah, no doubt.
2: He he shot your aunt, you bastard. (laughs) You know. (laughs) Yeah. I'm J- not gonna complete that that that
0: sentence. Jr. Did you like the issue with the the, res- the resolution to it, if there, yeah, there is yeah, a I, did.
1: Yeah. I thought they were actually gonna. I thought we were gonna get a wimp out when he gave the blood, donated the blood to him. I thought, oh God, he's gonna get there. He's gonna be weak, and oh, if I had my full strength, I'd be able to fight. But now he just went in there and clinged his clock, and and he should. I mean, he's a super powered being. The kingpin yeah. is a muscular fat man. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no, the Kingpin shouldn't even be able to, to stand, you know, 30 seconds with a, a being such as Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, so uh, that was, uh, yeah, I, I I liked it. It was, uh, yeah. I think so far, it was my you know, favorite Spider-Man story of the year thus far. Right.
0: Wombat 909, JMS is finally wrapping up his run on Amazing Spider-Man and his run. Finally. what
1: ba-
0: <laughs> What bad things have come out of his run? What good things have there been? And out of 10, what would you rate him as a writer? I would give him a seven. Spider Totem sucked. Uh, Gwen Stacy is a slut sucked. The John Romita stuff and the back and black was great. Next. <laughs> More, what, what's your take? Out of ten, what are you gonna give JMS? I give him a ten.
3: Wow. Um, <laughs> I've stated before, I know it's an unpopular opinion, but he's my favorite Spider-Man writer. Uh, even though I have found, and, this is the funny thing that everybody else is really giving it a lot of acclaim. I have found back in black to be relatively yawn worthy, but, um, mm-hmm. the only bad thing I'd say to come out of his run was that skin deep four parter that just sucked rampantly. Yeah. That did um, suck.
0: I agree. But, <laughs>
3: But I think just so many good things have come out of it, and a lot of revamping, really, and a lot of revitalizing. Definitely revitalizing. Um, But mostly just some really, really solid writing for six years that's kept me entertained with Spider-Man stories, and what better testament can there be?
0: Exactly. Uh, Spidey Dude, out of ten, what do you give it? What do you give him? An eight. So he's getting a B. (laughs) I give him a C, but you give him a B.
2: I give him a B simply because, one, having survived and sat through the two and a half years of pure gar- garbage <laughs> that was John Mackey and I – mean, yeah, John Mackey. That's what I was going to call him. You mean Howard Mackey? No, John Mackey. John, John, uh, John Byrne and, and Howard Mackey. Combine the two, it's John, John, it's John Mackey.
3: Mackey. Okay. I was thinking he had a brother I wasn't aware of for a second.
2: <laughs> no. That's what I'm going to affectionately call that run, John Mackey's run. Because John was, Mackey. Because Howard Mackey, I mean, he wrote, in fact, exactly he wrote that great, uh, he, he wrote The Return of Norman Osborn, which was absolutely fabulous. I mean, that's high-quality, top-ten Spider-Man books of all time work. Uh, then he turns around and writes the pure garbage that was the past, you know, those two years before J.M.S. comes on. J- J.M.S. comes on board. i would never heard of the guy before. Never watched Babylon Five, never read any of his stuff. Mm-hmm. He comes on and blo- I mean he pretty much gave me a very entertaining Morlin arc. And then after that, it's kinda like, okay, this stuff's drug on, drug on, drug on, longer than the uh infamous blank saga. <laughs> Can't take a shot there.
4: I didn't say the I didn't say <laughs> I
2: have the key <laughs> 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 a shot. We'll say half a shot. But yeah. I mean it, I mean the, the book, other than that, he he pretty much saved the Spider Man titles, uh that's uh, the guy that wrote, was writing Life O'Reilly was fixing to gear up to write the, the what was going to be called tentatively called the Death of Spider-Man, because really in, and truly and honestly, from the very end of DeFalco, the uh, Mathis and the Zangos run to the to the end of the uh, to uh, JMS's run was just pure garbage, and it was utter crap, and nothing was entertaining, and I just was thoroughly, I felt like I was going through the motions at that point, and I come in, and uh, actually pretty decent writer, intelligent writer, somebody that kind of is trying to understand Spider-Man, even though I never thought he really got Peter Parker, but towards the end, I think he, I think, especially with this back in Black Parker, I think he's kind of gotten the angry, you know, hey, don't mess with my family part of Peter Parker, Mm -hmm. and, you know, he's gotten better and better over the past couple years, particularly the New Avengers story arc, and and, uh, uh, the first two issues of Sins, <laughs> Sin's Past, the uh, last four were awful, but the yeah. first two were just completely and genuinely great. I can read those two issues all day, right. the Rat last four, uh, kind of like the four issues of Sins Remembered, which were utter crap. <laughs> but, uh, true, uh, take two shots, <laughs> two, two, two shots, and, uh, but, uh, you know, I give, I give, I give, uh, an A, JMS, a B. Yeah. An so eight.
0: we've uh, got an 8 we've got a 10 we've got a 7 J.R., what do you give him
1: uh, you know i I'd, I'd have to vacillate between a 6 and a 7 um yeah. J- jms's run is one of the is one i actually looked forward to and one i thought had tremendous potential but it just never quite got there for yep. some reason or another it it seemed like he would come up with the intriguing idea and then and then not be able to successfully conclude it um I thought the first, you know, four parts of Sin past, Sin's Past were actually very good, very compelling, and then it just completely fell off the cliff, the last two parts. I, his new Avengers story, I was liking that one. That was my favorite Spidey in the new Avengers story. It was great for five parts, and then the sixth part turns into um, uh, <laughs> an overlong promo for the other, and we know how that turned out. Yeah. <laughs> um, the um, And the spider totem stuff. I mean... I, you know, I I didn't like the whole spider totem thing. I think it was an intriguing idea, the idea of introducing the the spider mythologies. You mm-hmm. know, because you know I hadn't heard of some of these, and I thought that was a fairly interesting concept. But the execution just wasn't there. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it was you know everybody you know Ezekiel all he did was talking riddles, and it got very, you know it got very tiring after a mm-hmm. while. And um, but you know I think the ant maid knows. Uh, the Peter Spider-Man was good, bringing back Mary Jane was good. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, I, I think, he, I think it had the makings of a truly great run, but it just didn't seem to get there.
0: Yeah. I think the Aunt May will be his lasting impression on the book. I think that is a classic change that I think I, I, I enjoyed it as a long-time Spider-Man fan and J.R., it sounds like you did too. Uh, I think, his his early stuff was great. I once we started going off to the spider totem, it just lost me personally. Uh let's plow keep plowing through it. Uh Wombat also asks, is there any chance of a new banner with F and Spider Man or Morbius in a dress? <laughs> I guarantee me. Guarantee I'll put a banner up there of those guys in a dress if it happens. <laughs> uh, speaking of a guy that likes to wear a dress, uh Sam Kirby. Uh <laughs> He says, sorry guys, I forgot all about the podcast last month, but what to ask? Hmm. Well, he, having seen the leaked Spider cartoon trailer online, I'm excited about the cartoon. Uh, we kind of already talked about what yeah. we thought of it. Uh, so, uh, Sam, listen earlier in the show, we've kind of tackled that. Uh, Scarlet Spider, do you like? You guys like the fact that brand new day will be a year and a half long? I don't know where Sp- Scarlet Spider is getting that. Does it, has anybody heard about that it being a year and a half long?
3: Well, let me tell you oh. what they actually said. Um, okay. He's pulling that from the creators. Um saying that they have about a year-and-a-half's worth of stories plotted. This is the new creators. There's yeah. nothing about a story being a year-and-a-half long. They just have a year-and-a-half's worth of plot worked out. So it's, uh, it's not really that.
0: Gotcha. Okay, B-Dog, no relation. Uh, he says, what do you think will happen in one more day? Do you think Spider-Man's life will revert back to normal in Brand New Day and make him forget about everything that has happened? What do you think Scarlet Sp- uh, of the Scarlet Spiders and the in- Initiative, Avengers Initiative? Hope you answer my questions. As Spidey Dude belches, Scarlet Spiders in the Initiative. What do you think of that?
2: Oh, don't even get me started on this. Uh, <laughs> but I think Morbius had to completely edit one of my posts because I was so angry.
0: Uh, I, <laughs> did yeah, he, he? Did he really? I missed that. I sure yeah.
3: did. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen I, a profane rant like that <laughs> on this board.
2: <laughs> I was so angry. I was like. I think it completely. Part of me says it completely pisses on the character. Yep. It, it, it. I couldn't understand. It, I, I despise the costume to begin with. First of all, mm-hmm. you know, I thought it was awful. I thought, okay, uh, let's go, Spidey plus Iron Man equals Spider Iron Man. <laughs> <No, laughs> Got to admit, though, it,
3: it is Scarlet. Yeah, it <laughs> is Scarlet.
2: But that's the only. That's the. Oh, it just aggravates the hell out of. Me. <laughs> I was like, you know, the whole point of the Skull Inspired costume was one, it was thrown together.
4: Yeah. And
2: it wasn't actually supposed to last. It was supposed to be like something that was thrown together on a whim. And this is completely, it's like a manufactured version of it. And it's like, why? Please. It just makes me want to. I I sob at night knowing that that, 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 that's the official name of of, of, uh, (laughs) these guys in the initiative. I, I, I. do not, I, I like well, the fact that they're trying to take make a homage to the character.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: But it's the only thing the name is the only thing that's the same.
0: And it, to hit his other part of the same. of the uh the question, what do you think is gonna happen with one more day?
3: Who knows? I mean, yeah. good God. I've yeah. read a lot of solicitations and I have never seen more vague solicitations in my life.
0: Yeah. I mean, the obvious choice is he's gonna revert ten years and he's not gonna be married. I mean, that's the assumption. Uh I'm I mean, yeah. You know what?
3: I'll kill. All right,
0: <laughs> Jr. Is that the impression you're getting from it? They're going to revert him back a few years.
1: Yeah, it reminds me of, uh, I guess, something they really considered around the time of the reboot, where some mystical figure was going to de-age him, and uh, mm-hmm. he'd slowly lose his memories of, you know, the last several years, and yeah. and of course, uh, and then everything would be like it never happened. It, this sounds like it, but but Marvel has been uh, known for uh, massive misdirection before, so. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, I just wait until I have a chance to read
4: it. Yeah,
0: I, I agree. Well, he, we really don't. We don't have a clue. I mean, we can we can uh, pick on the vagueness of it, but we really don't have a clue what it's about. So Marvel's doing a good uh, job of confusing us, I
2: guess. If that's what they're well, trying the to do. the thing is, is it, this is the thing that frustrates me so much. Yeah. Is that Strickensky went through all this to this build up to get Mary Jane and Peter back together and write this of okay, uh, this marriage as a very organic living, breathing, being. It's almost like a fourth character.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And now they're just going to rip it out and, and, and take away 20 years this this year mm-hmm. of books. I mean, it's been 20 years long. He's been married longer than he hasn't been married. Yeah. And to say, oh, we should go back to this, we should go back to that, It, it just please, we have Ultimate Spider-Man for that. I've made that point before. Yeah. Is that If you want a young Peter Parker, read Ultimate Spider-Man. If you want A a, a little bit older, a little bit wiser, a little bit better Peter Parker that that, that learned from his experiences. Read Amazing Spider-Man and the other core titles, but please don't make it to where I don't have a choice anymore.
4: Yeah,
2: you know that that it's all about choices, and they're taking away one of my choices by taking away the marriage. It better be a damn good story, and JMS better impress me. Otherwise, I'm going to be very very upset
0: Scarlet Spider also asks about uh, the one more day do you think Mary Jane should be jackpot
2: I... no <laughs> for the love of God no and I love Dan, I like Dan Slot, but for the love of God it, oh, and it's holy please don't let her be jackpot
3: yeah uh, that may be the worst idea I've ever heard of for Spider-Man and you know
2: I've heard
0: of a few dudes Jr., you like her having superpowers
3: no, no, that was the whole thing.
1: I mean, he, yeah. you know, we've we've got enough you know, he ha- has plenty of superpowers and super fights and mm-hmm. super beings, and as Spider-Man, I mean, Peter Parker should be married to a, a normal woman.
0: Exactly, and he also has. I like this question. Have you ever? Given, has anyone ever given you a Spider-Man item that you threw away or got rid of? I wish the answer to my my throwing away thing would have been the Spider-Man toilet paper that I used it, but I I've never gotten it. That would have, that would have been the perfect answer to that question. But I've never thrown away any Spider crap. I I keep it. Jr. You ever throwing away Spider crap?
1: No, no, I'm a, I'm a notorious pack rat, which Me is too. <laughs> why I haven't bought a whole lot in you know the last few years, because I don't have any room for it.
0: Yeah, I'm running out of room myself. Uh, Spidey, dude, do you ever throw away any, any Spider-Man stuff?
2: No, I'm a pack rat, so uh, I keep everything, all my action figures and all that um, good stuff. More it's be- all in my parents' attic at this point.
0: <laughs> you know, I, so. I think I threw away a Spider-Man fry box when it was a promotion. I guess that counts. Uh, more, you ever throw any spider crap away?
3: Well, let's see. I got rid of the uh, Free Comic Book Day swing shift issue as fast as I friggin' could. You should have sent um, it
0: my way. I never, I haven't read that book yet.
3: <laughs> I don't. Seriously. Um, and I also sold Breakout to my um, comic shop because I really didn't want to own that anymore. Yeah.
0: All right, A Crazy Chris. We're on page two. We're on, uh, there's an end, guys. So it's, be patient. What? End?
2: <laughs>
0: there's an What's end. That? Uh, crazy Chris. By the way, nice new signature pick. If you guys are on the site, what's that from? He's pulling off. I have no idea. He's Spider-Man's in a black costume, and he's ripping off a Kingpin body with Daredevil underneath.
1: J.R., do you know where that issue's from? Uh, not specifically, but I yeah. think it's around. Um, uh, it was around the time when um, the, the Hobgoblin was still around. I think we're talking about like the two seventies or two eighties and uh, they were trying it was they were bringing the kingpin back into the country to having take over the new york mobs because oh. the situation had gotten so out of control they they brought him back and and daredevil was facilitating that oh, and okay. that's when you know, Spider Man discovered this, but it's it's in the 27280s of Amazing Spider Man, I well, think. Well,
0: Crazy Chris, if you're listening, post post uh, what issue you got that from. So, but anyway, he uh, directs this question to JR. He says, JR, are you a mole working for Marvel? And it's more than a little fishy that on the June podcast you suggested that Dan Slott and Zeb Wells as writers you'd like to see on a Spider Man title. So, JR, are you the mole? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Marvel wouldn't come near near me, with the, you know, or anybody like me, you know. But
4: yeah.
1: uh, I, actually, I was, was wrong on all the artists. Right. So, you know, I wouldn't consider. I don't, you know, and everybody. I mean, Dan Slott was the one to one odds if it was a horse race. So, yeah. As much as I'd like to claim a certain amount of omniscience, uh, nope, afraid not. Yeah.
0: Uh, let's see. Dead meat. He says uh, he posted a picture of amazing. What number is that? Five forty-five. I'm thinking. Yeah amazing five forty five it's a picture of Peter hugging Mary Jane and someone shattered the glass and someone 's picking up a shred of a shard of glass with a red uh glove looking at Mary Jane and uh, peter together what 's everybody's thoughts on that Morb, What do you think of it
3: um, Well, I already said I think it's fantastic from an art standpoint. I also yeah. love the fact that drawing um, Peter Parker and Mary Jane together and happy and in love like that probably cause Joker's side of physical pain. <laughs> um, <laughs> obviously, I'm worried about what it means for the book, but I really have no idea who this person with a red glove is. Is anybody's guess? Yeah. I've heard it mentioned that I've heard a lot of people say, well, maybe it's Jackpot. But I looked at the Salvador LaRoca page and she does not wear a red glove. Yeah. So, um, a Daredevil is about the only thing I can come up with, and I don't think his gloves are quite that short. Did
0: Spider-Man, uh, you know, in the future that storyline JMS did, where he's in the future wearing like a Spider-Man coat, did he have red gloves like that? Maybe it's in the future.
3: It's possible, but again, I think the gloves were longer. These are some okay. remarkably short gloves here. But you know, don't quote me on that. My first, my
0: first thought was uh, Doctor Strange. Does Doctor Strange wear gloves? Because he's, you know, Doctor he's
3: strange. Doesn't he have some kind of yellow gloves? Oh yeah, that's right.
0: Uh, JR, what do you think of this image? Who's that hand whose hand
4: is that? I don't I don't
1: know. <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen in one more day or brand new day and I, I just I don't know.
0: <laughs> Come on back in June, you're oh. the writers.
3: <laughs> you know what just occurred to me. What's that? That couldn't that glove uh belong to Madame Webb? They've been using her a lot lately. Oh,
0: that's a good idea that looks like a man hand. Anyway, we're s- true. we're spending
2: yeah, you know what? we're spending twenty minutes shit. on the glove. <laughs> We're like OJ. <laughs> uh, well, I've actually, you know what? It actually kind of makes sense that it would be the future Spider-Man. He said it all gets bad, lover, her, Every day you have, you can have her, and then when it, until it all got bad, and then you know he's a fugitive. He's probably still a fugitive from when he was unmasked. It may be all tying back together to that very end story arc. It might. Ah <laughs> ha So possibly, you know, kind of the pieces. Yeah. The pieces are kind of falling together. Left. Maybe Spider-Man: The End.
0: There you go. Who knows? And that's my theory. Hey, you kind of stole my s- theory.
2: <laughs> uh-
0: <laughs> we'll share that one. And our last question is from uh, Crazy Chris. And he, I like this question. He says this uh, relates to the fact that this is the podcast's birthday episode, and I believe even Jr. can answer it. So, what's your favorite Spider-Man story of the ones that were published the year you were born? So, Jr., what's what's your favorite? Uh, well, what year were you born, Jr.? Nineteen sixty-three. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. What's your favorite? And you know,
1: crazy Chris, you're going to be middle-aged <laughs> too one of these days. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, so, so 1963. What was your
3: fave?
1: You know, I actually had to, to research that, and yeah. uh, I was afraid I wouldn't find one because I've never been the biggest booster of the Lee Ditko days for, for various reasons. But um, it, the 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 winner clearly uh, stuck out. It was uh, amazing issues number 17 and
4: 18.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, number 17 is where the uh, the Goblin he's he's performing at the Spider Man fan club meeting, and the Goblin comes in and. He gets news that I mean, he's had another heart attack and runs away and, and then, uh, number 18 is the fallout from that decision and he gives up being Spidey for the first time and, but it's just got a lot of the little classic stuff, you know, I mean, it's got, it's got uh, J. Jonah Jameson just absolutely reveling in Spider-Man's perceived cowardice, yeah. and the lines are just hysterical, you know, like uh, you know, come, you know, anytime you dear employees have a problem, come to me your kind-hearted publisher, and, yeah. and uh, then there's, you know, Liz Allen suggesting that Betty Brant's gained too much weight, and <laughs> and uh, there's a little Johnny Storm you know, giving Peter Parker his autograph, and there's just a lot of little good things in there, yeah. and uh, I think it's, it's, it's just a fun story to all right. Uh Spidey Dude, what year were
0: you born? And uh what's your favorite comic of that year?
2: Nineteen eighty seven. Okay. And uh the I guess the most obvious one and my favorite out of them is gonna obviously be The Marriage. Mhm. Uh Amazing Spider Man Annual Twenty One, which I've not been able to get a hold of physically, but thanks to my handy dandy D V D, Amazing <laughs> Spider Man, the complete collection, which I plugged a couple of months ago. Yeah. I got to read the issue and I enjoyed it and it made me smile and <laughs> that's why I'm so dick I'm angry <laughs> about them trying to break up the marriage. Yeah. So yes, that's my favorite story lo- story book of nineteen eighty seven. There so. you
0: go. More of what year and what's your favorite book from that year?
3: I was born in nineteen eighty six. Um and I actually also did some research because, Lord knows, I don't know what was published in 1986. <laughs> but um, I looked at all the Spider-Man comics that were published in that year, and it turns out I did not miss a thing by being a newborn. Um, <laughs> because I have not read one issue from that year. Not one. And wow. I read synopses of all the uh, or synopses. Um, of all those issues, and nothing looked remotely remarkable. So uh yeah,
0: yeah nothing. No <laughs> Even a Morbius comic. How about in 1986? Was he? Or, no, the solo series nah. was in the 90s. Yeah.
4: Right.
0: Well, my uh, birthday year is 1975, and I want to give a thanks to samruby.com, Eric over there. I'm on his site right now, and I'm looking. And and back in 75, Spider-Man was in two titles, uh, Team Marvel Team Up and Amazing. And, uh, it looks like around the time I was born, the Clone Saga was happening. <laughs> Woohoo! Yes! So, uh, Amazing 148 to 150 is that first Clone Saga. So, you know what? I, I looked at all the 75 issues. I liked the first Clone Saga. I thought that was pretty good stuff, uh, by Jerry, ah. Jerry Conway. I didn't say the later stuff was good, but I thought the 75 ah. stuff was pretty good. And if, if I compare it, uh, With Marvel team up in 75, he took on the Man-Wolf, and he took on the Frankenstein monster, and he took on... Oh, and and Human Torch teamed up with Doctor Strange in issue 35. So uh, there's not much to choose from, so I'm going with the Clone Saga. (laughs) We have reached the end of the message board questions. Uh, Gang, you want to do recommendations real quick, and then we'll call it a night, or a one-year anniversary... Uh, we'll call it a
3: morning for me. Yeah, no. That, <laughs> yeah, really.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got to give you guys thanks. This is two podcasts back to back that we've recorded. So, it's 11- eleven yeah,
3: for those of you that uh, don't realize at home it is 3 <laughs> minutes after midnight here on a Wednesday night and I got to go to work in the morning. So,
0: <laughs> let's hit Morbius up real quick. What's your recommendations for this month? And we'll, we'll My
3: recommendation yep. is Green Lantern. Yep. Hands down. Um track down uh probably I think it's in the fourth printing right now, the Sinestro Core War one-shot that was just probably the best single issue I've read this year, and it continued into Green Lantern number 21, very accessible because I hadn't read this book before that. Um, it's just some excellent, excellent, excellent work um, on a character level, on every level, and I it really reignited my interest in sci-fi and cosmic-type stuff, and it's just... Some really, 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 really solid work by Jeff Johns. I recommend everybody check it out. Cool. Uh,
0: more, uh, uh I already did more miss Spidey Dude, what's your recommendations for the month? You got anything you like?
2: Well, I recommend getting the, uh, last issue of, uh, Comic Buyer's Guide to see my name mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> me, 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 if me. See, if you also want to see my name mentioned, I also recommend the latest issue of Amazing Spider Girl. What number? And number ten? Is that it? What you said? I think it's ten. Okay. Yeah, I think it's ten. Uh, let me see. It's ten. It's ten. <laughs> um, whatever. It's got. Uh, it's got the car. It's got carnage, carnage goodness, and a really shock ending. I love the ending. I won't give it away for anybody, but love the ending. It's kind of like what the hell moment. What the hell moment of the year? Actually, it's eleven. I'm sorry, eleven, with the book number, and uh, New Avengers, the latest issue as well, simply because it actually brings up a point that i made earlier. Uh, Luke Cage actually asks. Peter, if he's a scroll. So if that materializes to me being right, I'm going to be a happy camper. So it's all about me this month, <laughs> as I like will so do a little gloating. So there you go. There
0: you go. Jr. anything you're reading and watching that you like, that you want others to know about?
2: Well, after listening
1: to uh, Spidey, <laughs> Spidey Dude there, I was going to recommend that he listen to Toby Keith, I want to talk about me. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, uh, I'll do this real quick here. I had to take uh, with two kids with different interests I took my daughter to the Simpsons movie, mm-hmm. and the next day I took my son to Underdog. Yeah. And I don't know if I recom- – I'm not necessarily making recommendations, but I have to say I liked Underdog better. Oh, really? <laughs> and uh, this, the Simpsons used to just absolutely crack me up, but they just – they're it, the, the edge is missing. Mm. I mean, it's just a lot of silliness. It was just a lot of silliness and – it just seemed to miss that really, really sharp satirical edge it used to have. Mm-hmm. And uh underdog, I mean I, I went in there with no expectations. I mean it was it's a G rated Disney movie. It stars Jim Belushi and it's about a nineteen sixties cartoon character.
4: Yeah. And
1: uh so I, I went in there with zero expectations and actually kinda of came out liking it. So awesome. I don't know what that says about me or either <laughs> of those films but uh
4: <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> what what what
3: is that? What are you doing?
2: <laughs> I'm doing the old
3: man.
4: The old oh. Hey, you come over here, you little boy. <laughs>
3: Jesus, Zach, between that and the belching noises and the puking, I feel like I'm on the Howard Stern show with wow. sound effects. <laughs> man, we're gonna take well, Spiny
0: Dude out back and beat him.
3: Sorry, Jr., go ahead.
0: <laughs> it's Texas, it'll happen eventually. Yeah. So underdog Ouch. and not the Simpsons, right, JR? Yeah, right, so. Okay. I actually enjoyed, enjoyed <laughs> The Simpsons. I, see, I've got a Beagle, uh, Bogey the Beagle, and I'm gonna see Underdog, uh, this weekend, so I'm looking forward to that. So I'm, I'm glad to had a good recommendation. Uh, this month, I'm gonna recommend one comic and one novel, uh, Ant-Man. Sadly, Ant-Man is getting canceled, but I, I've, I've been catching up on, uh, uh, the last couple issues, and you gotta love a perverted superhero who sneaks into the shower and checks out Miss Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> a, I mean, this guy,
2: every fanboy's fantasy I mean, this,
0: this character has no morals,
1: but Kirkman, that uh, is what you use superpowers for, <laughs> to spy
0: on women, I mean, I cracked out loud, I mean, this, this, this is a great underrated book, and I wish a lot of people would read it, it's very funny, you hate the main character, but he's fun to watch, fun to read. So Ant-Man I wish it would have lasted longer in 12 issues because it's it's an underrated book. And another book that I don't think many people are aware of, uh Marvel puts out a prose line. This is no pictures folks. This is just a uh, printed text on uh, paper. And Peter what the heck? <laughs> Peter David, uh, who we interviewed a couple months ago, has put out a Fantastic Four book. It's called Fantastic Four, What Lies Between. And this just came out, I just got this in my Mail Order Comics, uh, box, and, uh, he, it's, uh, let's see, it's about, 360 pages of Fantastic Four written by Peter David. You don't get that in the monthly books. So I I, I can't recommend that it's a good book yet, but I know because I haven't started it yet, but I, I'm a big fan of Peter David's. So I recommend people to go out and check that. So that's my recommendations. That's everybody's recommendations. And you guys want to wrap it up. Happy birthday, everybody. We've done it a year. <laughs> And that concludes our one-year anniversary show. I want to personally thank the thousands of listeners who have stuck with us for a full year. It's been fun, and there is no end in sight. And thanks have to go out to Spidey Dude, Morbius, and JR. They're really great sports to do this with me each and every month. Also want to thank our sponsor, MailOrderComics.com for having faith in this show and our website. They're great folks to work with That's where I buy my books each and every month. And next month we have a fun show planned. One of my favorite artists of all time, John Romita Jr. has agreed to be on the September show. There's a thread started on the message board for everyone to ask him a question and we'll read them on the air on the next show. So happy birthday everybody. I'm Brad Douglas and thanks for visiting
4: SpiderManCrawlSpace.com